0: Hello and welcome back to the latest Tink Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. This year, Dublin born company Data Solutions will reach the 100 million euro revenue milestone after more than 30 years in business. Founder and CEO Michael O'Hara talks about his tech predictions for 2022, the journey beyond Brexit, and his ambitions for the company for the future. He also talks about the Techiesco Green Movement of more than 100 Irish tech firms focused on decarbonising their businesses. I'm joined here today by Michael O'Hara from Data Solutions in Ireland. Uh, the company is one of uh, one of the longest-lasting uh, tech companies of the last thirty years, and in, in Dublin particularly. And. Last time we spoke Michael, uh you guys had ex- huge plans for the UK and uh how's that going because when we last talked as well uh, Brexit had just happened. Now we're we're nearly 2 years into Brexit so we're entering the second year of 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 Brexit being a reality. How how has your expansion into the UK been?
1: Yeah, um thanks John and and thanks for having me on and delighted to get talking to you. Yeah, so uh uh, uh, we're 5 years into the uk we we entered in 2016 and um it's it's been going um uh, really good for us um uh, our business has been growing exponentially over that that period 30% plus growth and uh, continuing to do so um the uk is a great market
0: irish are well liked
1: and um we're it's been it's been very good for us
0: and as as like, I mean, I mean, your 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 product is technology, and think about technology, is it's mostly networks now, is in the cloud. Uh, has that made it easier? You mean you 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 don't come across the whole barriers in terms of uh, hardware and exporting material. Your your you, you, your 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 export is primarily uh, capabilities, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah you're right. Um, it's predominantly uh, software based rather than hardware. We we, we do sell some, some hardware and there it is, There are constraints um, uh, with the whole well, COVID and lockdown and supply chain issues there. Um, but by and large, it's software that hasn't been, been
0: affected uh, by either Brexit or, or or COVID. Very good. I suppose the uh, next thing I'd like to talk to you about is the tech trends you predict for 2022. So we're at an interesting point now where uh we're near, most for most people come March this'll be nearly year two of working from home. And we have to admit, without technology, none of this would have been possible. So uh I remember writing my first broadband article back in two thousand or two thousand and one or maybe then about something saying this this is gonna be important and most of us now today would not be able to work without broadband. Um you know we've seen the rise of tools like zoom and you know uh, microsoft teams all these different productivity tools have now really made the working world tangible and it, the wheels of commerce turn from many a bedroom which converted into an office or from a kitchen t- a k- a kitchen table. So looking looking at 2022, we've seen a lot of interesting things happen in the last year, of course, then you've seen, uh, we've seen terms like Web3 come up. We've seen cryptocurrency seem to be going away. Uh, we saw facebook uh rebadges the entire organization called into an, an entity called meta because it wants to capitalize on this thing called the metaverse so there's a lot of interesting things happening um smartphones as much as we love them are now old school not old school but old hat because everyone carries one and every time a new one comes out it's just got a better camera or better battery but quintessentially a phone from five years does the same thing as a phone from this, this year so Uh, a lot of talk about cars next 10 years uh, Ireland's going to hopefully eradicate uh, fossil fuel vehicles and move to electric cars Uh, so much potential and yet we're somehow in the middle of it Uh, so much has happened in the last while Um, looking at 2022 from the viewpoint of running a tech company in Ireland what what do you see does the future hold and particularly from the point of view of your clients I suppose but also your own feeling on, on where technology is going
1: you know, just picking up on a couple of points you said there. Uh, yeah, obviously COVID kicked in two years ago. Um, for for lockdown was in March 2020, so two years next March. And um, you know, th- there was a, a a very quick move to uh, cloud adoption, and uh, and that's really continued and is still continuing to this day. Uh, people are moving more and more uh, to cloud. Um, Hybrid cloud, with a certain amount uh, of applications based in the cloud, and 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 maybe still some of their uh, legacy applications still still on premise. So uh, and that and that that's going to continue. And the other thing uh, that we found out is we all, as you mentioned, John, are, are working from home. By and large, uh, people are are working from home, and that and we know that works. Uh, you know, it, it works successfully, and uh, once we come out of out of uh, COVID, hopefully soon, um, people will continue to work from home. Uh, it, again, it'll probably be a mix: uh, three, four days at home, maybe, and one, two days in the office. Probably, uh, it would be the optimum. So, again, c- uh, technologies that allow people to uh, to work um safely and productively from home will continue uh, uh, to develop. Um, uh, 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 we focus in data solutions. We focus on uh, cloud and uh, digital workspace and also IT security. And uh, I think trust is going to be a, a big area as well, because mm. if if we are all working remotely and um, continue to work remotely, uh, it's a bigger um, uh, area that uh, from a security, the network has now got bigger. It's not just the office; it's uh, wherever we're all working from, either from home or cafe or wherever. And uh, we need to know that the data that we're accessing is uh, is safe and trustworthy. So uh, things like uh, um, uh, 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 zero trust. And cloud security uh, are areas that are, are, are going to grow, um, as, uh, continue to grow exponentially over the next number of years. Um, so yeah, they they would be the key areas that I would talk about. Um, uh, yeah, I agree with you on on uh, electric cars. That's an area that 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 will grow, and th- those sort of things, those trends, I think will grow over a 10-year period rather Mm. than, you know, an immediate uh, impact.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing. I mean, when you think about the lasting impact of COVID, I mean, people talk about, um, you know, the grace resignation, for example. I mean, the ironic thing about it is we are still in the middle of a huge uh, skills shortage, particularly for tech. Uh, You mentioned security, CSOs, security staff, very hard to find. Um, The, you know, The great resignation is a term I hear a lot of and uh, I saw some recent research today that salaries in Ireland are likely to increase 10% and up to 80% of people who were in in a job are currently going to look at maybe potential other jobs over the next year. At the same time, um, one of the lasting impacts of, of the whole COVID thing is that most of us really love working from home and even people who probably weren't converted at the start or weren't convinced uh, would have it no other way. I mean, a hybrid working world, uh, so many different models. Uh, I think it'll lead down to every company and every culture to kind of really uh, enforce what is workable for them because every company works differently. Um, But I suppose the other thing I I suppose and you touched on there was the security aspect. We saw there the big uh, ransomware attack on the HSE during the year and when you think about companies and technology, it's really about people, process, and technology. And the sense I get is, no matter how much money you invest in a really good cybersecurity system and all the all all the software, all the great technology, if your people aren't trained up, and if it's one person just to click on the wrong attachment, uh, and the other trend I'm seeing as well is that. Um, you know, these, these, these phishing and ransomware attacks, they don't just happen by accident. Uh, the hackers are doing their research. They're targeting companies. It's, 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 a, it's a very much a concerted effort to get into a company, social engineer someone in, into actually clicking on an attachment. And then once they're in, they can encrypt your data or do a lot more other things that will cost the company a lot of money. Uh, increasingly hearing from people that a single cyber attack or a successful ransomware attack could actually financially cripple a company. Uh, maybe even close down depending on how much money is lost and damage done what, what are you saying what's your advice for businesses out there now particularly in this, this really cyber, I, I my feeling is the HSC was the tip of the iceberg and reality is that the, the rate of attacks are far more prevalent than most companies would even care to admit because no one wants to admit ever being a victim of an attack for example and you know maybe the problem is more rife than we know but the problem to me seems to be down to training of people. What, what would you say about that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, people don't care about stuff they don't understand. Uh, and you need to train them to show them uh, where the risks are. And uh, I think, you know, that's like two thirds of the problem is that people and how they how, how they use the technology and um, uh, you know training them not to open emails that are uh, coming from people that they don't know and um clicking on links all of that very, very very simple stuff and it's a continual it's 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 continual hammering that message um it's it's hugely important
0: very good and i suppose another thing then as well um over the year um in the last few months have you been in ireland anyway the the data centers seem to come in for a lot of uh, flack. I mean, you know, without data centers, you wouldn't have the cloud, right? And, you know, data centers have been under, I suppose, criticism or attack in some ways from the point of view of people saying that they are a huge drain on our nation's uh, electricity infrastructure my attitude is well if you went to the trouble of inviting them in in the first place you should have damn well prepared for the the, the infrastructure for them um but this this the interesting thing about data centers that most people don't seem to realize is that they are contributing to our GDP while we sleep. We go to bed at night and anywhere across Ireland and I think 40 to 50 data centres are alive, and they are managing everything from e-commerce and you name it and this all in turn contributes to the Exchequer, right? So they, they, they actually make Ireland money while we sleep um, IDA has done a great job bringing them in uh, yet at the same time you're seeing a lot of people going on oh data centres are reading all our electricity and we, we have capacity issues, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that and the reason why I ask you that is because I also know that you're involved in an organisation called Techies for Green or Techies Go Green uh, and I want to ask you about that too but for, first of all the data centres and the electricity network, what are your thoughts on that because you guys as you say sell cloud solutions so you've you you you've skinned, you've skinned the game yeah
1: so so look at i mean we talked about uh cloud and, and the cloud adoption and it is absolutely going to continue to grow exponentially but you know um cloud you need data centers and that is the way of the world and data centers are just going to continue to grow and grow and grow as 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 we move there and our uh, our needs grow in that area so and yeah, they're an easy target you know Yes, they do use a lot of electricity and they're an easy target to say, look at data centers, they are the problem, you know, and it's the way of the world, they are doing their job. And you're right, the IDA IDA have done a great job in bringing these businesses into Ireland, you know, future proofing our economy. But where we've fallen back is that we haven't put the infrastructure in place, the renewable energy to allow them to able to um uh, be be uh, cleaner if you like mm. and uh, that's that's something that we need to catch up on
0: and that's where I wanted to ask you about techies for green because uh, another statistic i i think I'm reading this from the year two thousand and I think it's still being used today by everybody is that uh airlines use about two percent of the or contributed two percent of the world's greenhouse gases and equally so too does the tech industry and if anything uh i've heard i've read somewhere i can't remember where but over the course of covid and because everyone's working from home this has only increased because people are using data more and more and that's obviously creating more infrastructure need um so where do where do techies come in when we want to help green the planet? Because you know, sustainability is the mantra of the day. ESG is a term you hear a lot of. Uh, tell us about Techies for Green or Go Green, sorry. Tech, techies Go
1: Green. So uh, the last time I was talking to you, John, it was uh, over a year ago. And uh, I, I mentioned at the time that data solutions were was focusing on, on the climate and trying to become uh, greener uh, from our own point of view. And really what developed from that was uh, the... Uh, uh, understanding that uh, uh, climate change is an existential issue, and that we all need to play our part in it. You know, as uh, Brad Smith, the president of Microsoft, said, "Are we doing enough?" No is the answer. Those of us who can afford uh, to move faster and go further should uh, do more. And and that's really uh, where we're at. You know, we're we're, we're thirty years up and running and the first three years, like any business, it's tough and you're focusing on keeping your your, your costs down and um, trying to make a profit. But once you get established and, and, and you're profitable, then every business should really start to look at what, what they can do, profit for purpose. What can you do to to improve the environment? So as a distributor, uh, we represent we represent 14 vendors and, and we specialize in that and we try and bring their technologies to the market through our channel and, and, and educate the end users about the benefits that the technologies that we sell. So as a distributor, we're we feel that we're well positioned to be able to uh, push uh, climate change and, and sustainability message out there. Um, over 30 years, we've launched hundreds plus technologies, and this is our most important launch to, to, to promote uh, sustainability. sustainability. So in March of last year, we started Techies Go Green. It's a, a IT-driven sustainability movement. Um, we um, invited businesses in the UK and Ireland to join, and today we've just over 150 businesses Based throughout the the two regions uh, have come on board, and uh, we have two goals. The first goal is to uh, build awareness uh, around the need for sustainability. And you know, if anyone has a heart and a head, and when they look at the whole uh, sustainability and climate change issues, they will uh, they will say, "Yeah, we need to take action." As I said earlier, like. People don't care about stuff they don't understand. So we need to build that awareness um, uh, uh, with uh, out there. So that's goal number one. And goal number two is to take action. So we want uh, uh, members and we want to encourage as many people as we can to take action. That could be uh, you know, move to green energy provider, look at uh, from an IT sector point of view, big issue is e-waste. Uh, what are you doing about your, your e-waste? And probably the most important thing we'd say is measure your carbon footprint, because when you measure your carbon footprint, you now have a picture of where you're burning carbon within your business. And then you can start to take action uh, and start your sustainability journey. And what we find is that when people start on the journey, it's like a. A rock rolling down the hill, it just keeps going and going.
0: I, I looking down the road. Actually, for you guys, what what was the year ahead hold for data solutions? Because you as I say, you're five years into the UK strategy. Um, Brexit. Uh, I was reading a headline the other day that um, uh, Brexit is has been hard and hasn't been as hard as most people feared. In fact, now most mostly mostly the roads are open for Irish companies to continue exporting into the UK with very little disruption. Uh, that's one thing, and then also the big bigger tech trends that you mentioned there—trends um, of hybrid working, home working. People aren't people aren't rushing back to the offices anytime soon. Um, the cloud will be the next pillar we'll need to lean on for everything. Uh, what does the year look like for you guys? From the kind of areas you're targeting and, and the kind of expansion and growth plans you're looking at.
1: Yeah so t- thankfully Brexit, Brexit hasn't been a big issue for us and and as I say uh, a lot of our, our our revenues come from from software so that that's not really a, a affected at all by Brexit um we we're uh, continuing to grow this year we will achieve 100 million in revenues and um which is a great milestone that we set ourselves and it's great great to be that we will achieve it um we're effectively doubling in business every three years and um uh we we expect to be two hundred million by twenty twenty five um we we're um we're very we're still establishing ourselves in the u k and there's great growth there but we would also look at at other regions and when you have a good product and a good service um uh, in our case um going into new markets. uh, It's uh, it's a great way to grow. And um, uh, uh, like Irish businesses, traditionally, uh, uh, we we kind of look at um, how we can grow and develop in the the Irish market, whereas uh, we deal with a number of Israeli businesses and they, when they're developing, they look at how can we get into the States? You know how can we grow? How can we go international? Mm. And I, you know, I'd really encourage Irish businesses to start thinking more about how can you know. And, and it is starting to happen. But how, mm. how can we go? How can we get into the UK? How can we get into Europe? Uh, how can we get into the states? So um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a very positive market.
0: Yeah, I mean, what you point out there is quite good because uh, you know, for a lot of businesses in Ireland, it was always about survival or keeping going and you know, the, the, the I suppose the narrative needs to change I mean if you if you saw the recent Enterprise Ireland new strategy for the next few years that they want to see 45,000 new jobs created and exports growing to 30 billion euros a year and the key to that is, is resilient organisations that are globally focused and you know for you guys now you're 30 years in business looking back I suppose back at the start of the business did you did you even think 30 years later you'd be talking about even getting in reach of 200 million euros or even 100 million euros us. And, and and i suppose also then just like the 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 the, the i suppose the, the expansion into other markets uh you know it, it, it's it's it, you say you've been looking at the uk for the last five years but you know that that whole thing is, is would you have you said well we would be if we could have we should we've gone international sooner you know if you could have or was it more a case of really it's really like water has to find its level and, and when you're ready to do so you will
1: yeah, yeah, I know we definitely should have went into the UK earlier and uh, probably one of the reasons we didn't or the main reason we didn't is we're very service centric and we felt how can we give that service if we're not actually on, it we as, uh, as a team aren't in the UK, but you know, uh, it's like the whole story of working remotely, you can give that service uh, no matter where you are in the world, and uh, that's something that obviously we appreciate. Now, we have a great team here in Data Solutions. Um, you know, when we went into the UK, we we were up against incumbents, uh, and we knew that. And uh, when we, we when we were looking for business, we knew we needed to be competitive, and we and we were and are competitive. And when you knock price out of the out of the equation you're left with the service and um, what is the service? And, and that's what we win on. We give an excellent quality, personal, professional uh, um, uh, a service uh, that uh, wins us business every day and hopefully we'll continue to do so.
0: And, and just like, I mean, as an Irish company, uh, in Ireland now is now the last uh, English-speaking nation in the Eurozone. So does that open up opportunities for you guys to look at, say, mainland Europe and are you are, are those in your sights?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, some really good markets. Um, Scandinavia uh, is really good. Uh, as you're probably aware, they, 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 they embrace IT uh, very much. So it's a great market to go into. Uh, Holland, a uh, uh, really good business economy. Obviously, Germany, um, you know, there, there definitely would be markets that we would are
0: interested in brilliant with that michael thank you so much for your time it's a great story 30 years in business and and reaching 100 million euros uh it's great it's a great milestone and, and i and i hope to uh you know it'd be, it'd be great <laughs> i don't know whether we say we talk to each other in 30 years time from now but certainly do think it's a great achievement and well thanks again and uh, best of luck thanks again thanks john